Welcome to the Two Tokens Podcast. During these episodes, we will invite guests onto our show and discuss everything token-related. You can expect to hear about token business models, the underlying technology stack, token governance, but also more mainstream topics such as NFTs. Does this sound interesting to you? Then make sure you subscribe and keep listening. And now, on to the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, good evening. This is the Two Tokens Podcast and today... We are here with uh, Alyosha Beyer from BlockLab and Victor van der Hulst from, um, yeah, Victor, why don't we start with you? <laughs> from what? From what? Very good question. Um, yeah, good morning, good afternoon. Um, my name is Victor van der Hulst. I'm currently working at Windesheim University of Applied Sciences as the project manager of program manager uh, for Spark Living Lab, a research project that uh, explores the application of blockchain as a data sharing infrastructure in the, in the logistics domain. Oh, good. Well, welcome to have you. We haven't had you here, but yeah. we've known one another for a long time. We just established that. And today's podcast will be all about your working group and about your project, uh, Alyosha. Um, it's been two years since we were here on Electronic Bill of Lading. And um, so where do we stand today? Maybe a short introduction recap. Uh, perhaps I should uh, introduce myself first uh, yeah. a little bit uh, for those who are not familiar with me. Uh, I'm director of BlockLab. Uh, we build blockchain solutions for logistics and energy. We are a 100% uh, subsidiary of the Port of Rotterdam. Um, and next to that, uh, I'm also a visiting lecturer at the University of Southern California and co-author on a book on blockchain and supply chain management. Yeah. Um, where do we stand uh, uh, since the last two years uh, working on EBL? Um, I think there's been a lot of progress, uh, both on the technical side, and I'll address that later, uh, but also on, on the legal side of things, uh, because uh, uh, yeah, as, uh, when we started that project, that was one of the core challenges that we faced is the fact that digital transfer of ownership of a, a bill of lading uh, was not allowed or, uh, or is currently still not allowed uh, according to the civil code uh, in the Netherlands uh, and in a lot of other countries uh, for that matter, also in the UK, for example. Um, and uh, to start with that, uh, we... Uh, um, uh, collaborated with the Dutch Blockchain Coalition uh, in order to get uh, the necessary uh, changes and amendments in, in, in the Dutch Civil Code. Um, because the Dutch, the Dutch Civil Code, like many other civil codes, prescribes that a bill of lading needs to be physical. It needs to be physical and it, you need a wet signature. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really like, uh, you know, people, in order to assess whether the bill of lading is a real one, people start feeling that document and, and, and they feel the indent of the pen uh, that, that did the autograph, etc. So not what you would expect in 2022, but uh, apparently uh, still quite common. Um, we uh, uh, that started with with a lobby towards uh, Ministry of Infrastructure, Ministry of Justice, uh, and we got a really positive feedback. There was like, oh yeah, you know, we yeah we need to do this. Great that you're doing this pilot with two tokens, uh, and also in, in uh, we did actually earlier work also in in, in the Spark project. 
so great that you're doing this pilot. Uh, you show that it can work digitally. Also, thanks to the partners that you work with, uh, Singapore, Port Authorities in Singapore, the Ministry of Information and Communication in Singapore, uh, that, that really brought some meat to, to the story. Uh, yeah, we, let's together work on a, a proposal to change uh, the civil code. Um, we've finished the internet consultation, so uh, that's, that's basically... Uh, so is the Netherlands the only country in the world where the civil code is being changed? No, um, in the UK uh, uh, last week they had a, a, a really in, in Parliament already uh, a discussion on how the British uh, uh, law on, on transfer of ownership uh, can be uh, for the bill of lading can be changed. Uh, it's a little bit wider. Uh, uh, it's also for in general for digitization of trade documents, of which one bill of lading is is one of them. So it's in the UK it's wider, but they 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 see uh, yeah there the bill bill of lading really as a as a uh, as a trade document. Uh, and in the UK it's now in Parliament already, and and it, yeah it's difficult to to really say when it's going to be ready, but it looks like autumn next year uh, that that uh, 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 also in the UK for example that laws passed Singapore already passed that law well, that's a different government yeah, different they, government <laughs> uh, and 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 they they have been spearheading this this project yeah. since 2019 so they they also started way earlier uh, the other country is uh, United Arab Emirates uh, Singapore and, and, and I've so wasn't our mayor there in August? Yeah, correct. Um, so on, 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 on top of uh, the work we have been doing on trade trust, uh, uh, there's now a bigger project uh, between the port of Rotterdam and port of, uh, of Singapore. It's really with uh, uh, between the ports, port authorities. Um, and also um, a group of uh, uh, shipping lines like like Maersk, uh, MSC, um, but also Shell, for example, uh, that that is really um, uh, um, setting up a consortium and uh, to work on um, creating a green and digital corridor between Singapore and the Netherlands. Uh, so that means not only uh, digitization of trade documents. Uh, but also making sure that uh, there's an infrastructure that can support alternative biofuels for ships. Uh, uh, so it's 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 a very that that is a really huge project of which digitization is is one of the uh, one of the areas. And, and uh, you're right, uh, Mayor Abu Talib was uh, was in Singapore in in August for that. Uh, so and Trade Trust is is one of those things that, that we focus on in, in the digital uh, side of things. Yeah. So with two tokens, you know, we've been working on this since 2018, 2019. You and I, we started this among others and some other people that are not at this table. Yeah. But we really focus now in 2022, 23 on adoption and how we have to start using this. Yeah. Um, could you say that electronic bills of lading, you know, are starting to be used, tokenized the way we envisioned that two years ago? Yeah, I would say so. Um, if I look at the developments that we are doing together with our partners in, in Singapore, 
you see that um, uh, uh, the development of trade trust as a really uh, enterprise ready solution for transfer of ownership uh, that's that's happening uh, and and uh, 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 and I think the, the the realistic time frame is really that by the time the first countries have adopted the changes in the, uh, in the in the in the, the civil code so if you look at the UK for example that would be somewhere yeah. um, so if you look at um, where we currently are in the UK or in the Netherlands, uh, yeah, realistically, summer, uh, yeah, no, let's call it autumn, end of uh, next year, then uh, uh, between a couple of very important trade lanes, uh, uh, the use of digital documents uh, will be possible and, 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 and can be made for real. Uh, so we are already making all the technological um, uh, preparations in order to be able to handle that. Uh, 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 and and uh, on our side, uh, we use our own platform Naviporta for that, uh, but which is developed uh, uh, for the port of Rotterdam. Or, uh, and and um, yeah, that we're basically getting ready to make sure that when the law changes, uh, you can just, you know, you can switch and, and we can start implementing uh, really digital transfer of ownership as well. So Victor, you know, you guys are both in maritime and supply chain finance. That's one sector that we work on with two tokens, one of the first three use cases. How does Windesheim and Spark Living Lab fit in this picture? What have you been working on? Um, that's a very good question, and um, uh, basically, yeah, our focus on was on um, exploring the application of these kind of yeah, technologies in the um, uh, uh, logistics in, uh, industry. So what we did uh, basically was uh, together with a lot of companies that were interested to see what this technology could could bring to their uh, chains or their challenges to identify, identify these challenges and to um, explore and analyze yeah, possible solutions based on these emerging technologies, blockchain in particular. So one of the use cases already mentioned was tra a trade trust. So with our project, we contributed to that particular one, um, uh, did some development uh, via BlockLab. Uh, which ended in the, in the pilots already mentioned. Um, but of course, we also explored other um, possible opportunities for blockchain uh, related to um, uh, certification in agriculture or agri-food together with a very large um, potato uh, manufacturer, potato products manufacturer in, uh, in the Netherlands. Um, another one was more on, on yeah, digital twinning. So... Uh, especially in, uh, in agri-food, these supply chains are very yeah, complex, long, a lot of companies are involved, um, and farmers, of course. So um, what, we, what we saw there, um, uh, in combination with a, with a company that, that is focused on uh, supply chain finance, deep tier finance, is that it's very hard to finance yeah, the, the, the players deep in, in, in the chain, especially the farmers. So what if we set up a solution 
in which we can create digital twins of all these products, of all the uh, agri-food products, uh, including all the, the, the entire document uh, 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 trail, would that lower the risks for the financier and then also uh, lower uh, yeah, the financial um, uh, aspects of, of uh, uh, financing these deals. So that's also one of the solutions we, we worked on, also together with BlockLab, one of the consortium partners here. Um, and that's called the Trade Coin case. It's an internal name, but let's call it that way right now. Um, and, and so you actually created a token that is a utility token or security token? Is it tradable or is it, you know, what, what does the token do? Now, that's a very good question. and also something uh, still to, um, to explore further right now. Um, the token is basically a digital twin of that, of that particular good, again, including all the documentation. The thing is, th these goods, they transform um, along the way. So we start with a, with a coffee bean and it ends with yeah, actual coffee. And a lot has happened uh, in between. Um, so it's not only a product NFT or a product token, it's also um, uh, about yeah, composition. So a lot of products are composed into a new product or split it or whatsoever. Um, and we try to store all these yeah, activities, all these events on the blockchain, including the, um, uh, uh, the documents, uh, etc. And, and the next question, of course, is um, what kind of token yeah, will it be? And also from a legal perspective, that's something uh, still to discuss. It could be very interesting use case for 23, I think, yeah. to, to look <laughs> at the token <laughs> aspect. Absolutely. Because we, we need to take a look at the legal aspect, yeah. right? So we have several lawyers that would mm -hmm. have an opinion here. But the question is, of course, as soon as this token um, can be used to speculate, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, do you think it could be something to speculate mm, with? That's not a Could it go that's up that's and down in value? No, 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 no definitely not. Yeah. Uh, at this point, it really acts as a digital twin, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and and uh, we use a token as a way to uh, be able to capture all the evidence in a single object, uh, and that happens to be a token. Um, uh, also, um, and and of course, the, the the token follows the physical flow, so yeah. the token does get transferred from one person to the other or to, from one entity to the other um, but for example ownership is not uh, is, is linked to for example a digital bill of lading yeah uh, so that is where also the projects because come the ebl token that was an esc 721 token exactly. it was yeah. just used to yeah. transfer a document exactly yeah. and and there's there's basically we we see as a uh, within navi porta we see uh, uh, Trade uh, trade card as a uh, another type of notary that we implement on top of a, a, it's just a set of smart contracts that you use if you want to create a digital twin of the products that you want to capture throughout your supply chain and the EBL uh, 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 smart contracts are really uh, uh, set up for digital transfer of ownership linked to the bill of lading so. Uh, one of the things that uh, we envision is really that, that you have um, a bill of lading 
token or uh, the, the, the digital twin token references the EBL token yeah. uh, as a way to guarantee ownership, for example. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, that's how these projects it's more like kind a, of fit. It, it's like a track and trace function. Exactly. exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. and, and that's something we discussed with one of the other partners, Digital Asset, and they made it clear, you know, token is, tokens are so much more than just representing ownership. Right? Yeah, and, exactly. But most people out there think that tokens represent ownership only, but it's, that's not the case, of course. Yeah, and this very yeah. limited. Yeah, actually, and, yeah. and with with Tradecoin, we we really don't look at ownership from a, the token is not not the, the digital twin is not uh, the the token that decides on ownership. Right. It may reference to yeah. a document or a other token that does provide that ownership. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, yeah. Uh, so we actually don't use it for ownership, which is kind <laughs> of interesting. <laughs> so with two tokens phase two, Alyosha, of course, you know uh, uh, we are working on taking certain aspects, certain use cases to a higher technical uh, TRI level. Yeah. Uh, Navi Porta is one of those. Another one is Next Gen Capital. Yeah. Uh, we also have the energy token use case, and they're all going towards adoption and being put out there in the market. What can you tell us about Naviporta and what can you not tell us about Naviporta? <laughs> well, I can tell you Naviporta is live. Uh, we use it uh, uh, in a case uh, for fully digital customs clearance towards the UK, uh, where we use the, 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 the inf Naviporta infrastructure, blockchain as an infrastructure, as, as, as our basic layer. And on top of that, uh, we build an application uh, uh, that takes care uh, of all the logic uh, and business rules in order to do fully digital customs clearance into the UK post-Brexit. Uh, we got paying clients on that one. Uh, we're live, uh, users are uh, onboarded. And for uh, the end user, what are the gains? What are the advantages? You know? Very simple. Uh, um, on average, and, and uh, in, in pilots, we found uh, that uh, we can do it for 30 to 40 percent less cost. Hmm. That's the only thing they don't, and it sometimes hurts a little bit my technical heart, but uh, they don't really care what kind of blockchain is, below, <laughs> is under it or whether it's a blue one or a green one. Uh, when you tell them this is what it does and it, it can save you so much cost, they're like, okay, interested, we, we want to talk. Yeah. And that's that's in the end uh, the, the, the the reason why they use it, and that we can uh, provide those lower costs um, by providing certain assurances that are provided by blockchain. That, that they don't really care. But that's a very strong business case, right? Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, it's 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 basically you need one slide to sell it. But isn't that what it comes down to in the end? You know, all the religious uh, discussions about decentralized DLT uh, are in the end determined by the business case. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, although you, you need to, I mean, uh, uh, you, you really need to look very, very clearly, okay, what do we use blockchain for? Mm -hmm. Blockchain is a decentralized uh, technology. Uh, uh, and uh, to implement it in a highly centralized setting doesn't make a lot of sense. So what, what do we use blockchain for uh, in, in, in the case uh, with KeyConnect, which is the solution uh, that we built for, for the customs clearance, is to create a single source 
uh, or common frame of reference over all kinds of siloed systems. You got uh, the buyer's ERP system, you got the seller's ERP system, you got custom systems on both sides of the Yeah, of but I understand, you know, that, you know, I understand you know, why we use blo blockchain as a new way of building trust. But if you have five, six banks who already know one another, they could build their own trust and they don't need a public blockchain no. to do that, right? If it helps for adoption, I'm all for it. But let's not have that religious discussion. No, no, no. But, uh, I, I mean, the, the common frame of reference is just to make sure that you can always uh, assess whether uh, uh, documents have been tampered with. Uh, is, it co is that document really provided by the source or do I get that document now from somebody else who is actually not the source of that data? Um, and it's it's the reason why we use blockchain in this case. We don't use blockchain for a lot of other things. No. Um, I think one of the uh, we started in 2017 in Blocklab, but we never took a really religious approach towards uh, blockchain. Some people might say we are a sellout. I don't care, uh, but we have been really uh, very practical. You know, okay. What what can you do with this technology that you cannot do with? But isn't that also your function as being you know the lab for the port of yeah. Rotterdam to build stuff, yeah, right? Exactly, and 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 solve real world yeah. challenges. But I think in also you already mentioned it a couple of times the common uh, frame of reference. I think that's a very strong maybe key point uh, for using blockchain and especially in these supply chain settings. And uh, the question basically is, do you need such a common frame of reference, and do, and does it bring any value? Um, and I believe in many uh, supply chain uh, cases it will, um, then there is an opportunity to use blockchain. Yeah, but the bigger question, I think, uh, Victor, is what does society as a whole, you know, they are not interested in whether we use blockchain or crypto or tokenization. They're only interested in us solving a problem mm -hmm. at, at the lowest cost and bringing efficiency, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So all, I think we've been in this industry for 10 years now. Blockchain, yeah, you, you a little longer maybe, a bit. No, you know, no uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost 10 years. Almost, yeah. almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. But I think now we're coming to a point that we just don't have to talk about the technology anymore. Right? Let's just talk about the solution. Because now we want to cater to a different audience. Our story needs to be to a different audience. Yeah, yeah and I think also if you look at the question is, when we started BlockLab, the question was, what can we do with blockchain? I think after five years, we kind of know. Um, and what is now really important, I think, is, okay, you got now blockchain, but you got also machine learning, you got AI, you got IoT devices, you got 5G. Um, uh, how do you let all these technologies come together and, 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 and create real practical mm. solutions that solve real-world problems. Um, and and uh, uh, I think there's, there's uh, um, yeah, every one of these emerging technologies has a role to play in solving these issues. And it's not, um, let's put everything on the blockchain or let's, you know, it's, it's like, okay, where can we use it for? And, and uh, how does it interact with other technologies? And as we have found in the last, three years that we've worked on two tokens, there's you know, three types of people working on the use cases. On the one hand, the people like Alyosha, right? Really on the technology and uh, very important. 
equally important are the legal regulatory and uh, lawyers <laughs> they, you know, they are also there they are having a field day and uh, and the third are the financiers the banks the exchanges yeah so those three are all coming together and uh, i think that is what we need to uh, if you bring those two that that is your new frame of reference yeah. right we're, br we're bringing we're building new value systems I think that's also what with trade twin. I mean, it's it's the marriage of the physical and the financial flows within a, a supply chain, and and that is where uh, where the uh, where the value is. Yeah. Uh, and that is something that currently doesn't exist. No. Um, it's still very totally separate systems, um, and I think also the, the, it's quite. Um, if I if I look at what we do, for example, with trade trust, it's really about the automating a, a, an existing document. Um, but yeah, ideally, you would like to go one step beyond that, and that's just you know why do we digitize a document uh, that existed for seven hundred years? What is the core reason why we have that document, and how can we do that same thing? without a document, but with in another means. Um, the downside of that approach is, is that uh, uh, it's going to take an enormous amount of time because yeah. then you need to cha make enormous changes to the rest of the world and the rest of the world doesn't move as fast as you want uh, them to do. But I think there is also uh, um, still tremendous opportunity to uh, rethink how we uh, run the, the information flows within a supply chain and in particular in the physical and the financial uh, uh, flows. I think we need, it's on us to educate the next generation. You know, you educate. Yeah. You know, yeah. at the University of Southern California. Yeah. You, you, know, you work with Windesheim University. Right? We, we, you know, we work with Erasmus University. We need to, you know, educate people that value systems are going to be different, which also bring new opportunities and new ways of doing business, yeah. and some some of which we don't even see yet today. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the real benefit of everything that we've been doing. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you uh, for being here. What You're can welcome. we expect in 2023? Uh, the first uh, legally binding tra digital transfer of ownership. Of a, of a container. Well, then we should really celebrate. Yeah, that's uh, and uh, I, I uh, I'm really looking forward to that moment. Uh, I think it's uh, a uh, uh, it will be a uh, milestone in the world of uh, logistics, uh, and and uh, uh, I'm uh, yeah I'm very excited about it. Uh, so uh, it's a lot of hard work. I mean, think think you for for uh, being the one that, uh, spreading the gospel and, and uh, uh, making sure that that uh, tokenization is really uh, a, a topic that deserves its own uh, uh, yeah, organization uh, and uh, well especially in europe you know we're not the only ones doing it here right if you look what uh, in, in the crypto asset conference with uh, Philip Sandner, you know what we're doing in Paris and in London. Yeah. So and I think as a European 
organization, we have to be more one voice. Uh, especially because uh, a lot of new legislation and laws need to be made and people yeah. don't understand, yeah. uh, then we'll have bad laws. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I really agree with you, Ayosha. Uh, it will be an, uh, a big achievement if uh, it will be legally binding to yeah, transfer the ownership digitally. Yeah. And it would also unlock other new opportunities also related to that financial flow. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, first, first things first, to put it that way. Well, let's do uh, you know a special session when when that happens. Yeah, definitely. Right? And you will invite it back here at my kitchen table. <laughs> well, I hope to see you more often, Victor. We'll see each other next week. Yes, yeah? look forward yes, to it. Uh, and uh, and uh, I thank you all for listening to this uh, podcast. It's supply chain finance and and maritime. And uh, I'll see you all next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening in and please subscribe so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find our contact details at www.twotokens.org.